Okay. All right, so this week we uh we need to not fuck up the intro. You okay with that? Uh maybe, I guess. I'm going to try my best for once. So I have a I have a surprise for you I didn't tell you about on purpose. I have a theme song for us. Oh my god. Are you ready for this? Uh uh yes, let's hear it. Okay. Potato Thumbs Podcast is fucking awesome. What do you think? Glad I remembered to bring beer down today. <laughs> so that's that's a that's a probably we just gotta go to the studio and master it. Uh yeah. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment of the situation. All right, awesome, awesome. It's a work in progress, work in progress. So, uh, why don't you introduce yourself, my friend? Well, hello, this is uh, Admiral Nips speaking. Uh, how are you doing this week, Fluffy? Uh, my name is Fluffy, Fluffy Fingers MD. I play a fake doctor everywhere I go, and I'm doing fantastic, man. It was uh, it was a, a busy weekend, but a good weekend. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. How was, uh, what'd you guys end up doing? I went to Wisconsin, dude. I was in your neighborhood, just like the other side of the state, your neighborhood, but I was basically in your neighborhood. I'm pretty sure it's actually a longer drive to where you were in Wisconsin for me than it is for me to go up to the cities. (laughs) It it probably (laughs) is. It probably is. No, it was cool, man. It was, it was beautiful country. We, uh, we did a family reunion thing, um, and then I... I actually have a friend who has a cabin like a half hour away from... We were in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. So I have a friend who has a cabin like a half hour away from there, also in Wisconsin. And he happened to call me. He had no idea I was going to Wisconsin. He's like, you want to come up to the cabin this weekend? No one's going to be here. We're like, yeah, dude. So we went there and spent Saturday night there. And then uh, Sunday. Yeah, it was cool. Kids played in the water. I drank way too much beer. Fun was had. Sounds... Sounds like a fantastic weekend. <laughs> How about you? Uh, it was it was all right. Cooked out for some family and friends. Watched some Game of Thrones. Got a little rowdy. Pretty much all you can ask for for a weekend. What um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna bypass the uh, the talk of the television show that is absolutely fantastic. What uh, what did you grill for family or? Because I know you make like lots of good stuff. Uh, I did pork tenderloin this week, a spicy pork tenderloin. So basically just rub up pork tenderloin with some chili powder and some other spices, throw it on the grill, cook it up to 145 or so, let it sit for a few minutes, and then uh, cut it up and serve it. So when are you moving to Minnesota to cook my meals for me? Um, well, you're going to need to find a way to pay me uh, at a rate uh, that would make it worth my while. So hand jobs. Um, can't feed my family with hand jobs, Fluffy. <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, yeah. I do what I can. Um, speaking of attitude, how is your attitude towards the last uh, few hours that you got in the beta? Uh, I only played a little bit more that uh, last Monday before they shut down and then I didn't get home from work until after they had closed it down on Tuesday. Uh, I still enjoyed it. I thought that, uh, I don't know, I was. I feel like I got bumped up into the higher skill bracket on Countdown because I had a lot less luck the last like two hours playing 
than I had had over the course of the beta before that, but uh, maybe I was just not playing very well. Also a possibility. Were you running full fire teams or were you solo queuing? I was also solo queuing. So Let me just leave out the most important detail of the uh, of the experience. I was solo queuing. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. And and then when you die, you have to watch your teammates, and it's just like sometimes you're wondering how this person actually even has fun playing the game because they're like running into a wall. It's like humping that wall isn't going to help you defuse any bombs, buddy. <laughs> it just humping walls are never good, man. There's there just nothing good is going to come of it. I think we all agree that I'm not a very good player. But when I'm saying you're not good, that's a real bad situation. Yeah, don't real low on the the uh, spectrum. Don't sell yourself short. You're you're good, man. Like you're a good player. I got around to running a Titan. And yeah, what'd you run? Uh, the Sentinel or the uh, Striker? I ran both. I tried to stick with Striker more, just based on what everyone like was saying in videos and podcasts, and my friends who are good. I it was proof, it I was good. Sentinel. Yeah, you do Sentinel. <laughs> well, I don't think Sentinel's bad. I was just, uh, I think it was actually, I think it was Follow Plays video that I was watching where he was kind of comparing um, Striker and the Warlocks, and he was saying he really liked Striker. It was kind of more personal preference. The neutral neutral games were very similar as long as you don't take the, um, you know, the pee puddle into account. I don't know. It was it was good, man, but it, it assured me that I am definitely going to be a Warlock main in D2, or at least start out as a Warlock main. I switched back to Voidwalker after running a Titan for a few hours. I, I, you know, so long ago. I think I gave it a good, like, night, maybe maybe night and a half. But I, ran, I went back to Voidwalker. I actually learned how to do a Nova Bomb, which you have played enough League games with me. You can tell the audience how good I am at Nova Bombs. If you get one with it over the course of the evening, we're pretty happy. Exactly. You know, that's five or six or eight supers in the course of the night. If you kill one person with it, it's uh, plus EV. Yeah, right. Like, I'm really good at getting Nova Bombs. It's just like landing Nova Bombs on people and killing them with it. That's not my strong suit. Um, No, but I got it. And um, I don't understand their nades. Um, I think it is on me and not on D2 because I've learned since the beta has closed that you can cook nades. Um, and I didn't know about that. So I think I'm going to have to educate myself on their nades a little bit better. I but didn't even use the uh, the cooking of nades and I was getting double kills left and right with the Axions. So. Yes, yeah, I, everyone liked the Axions. I guess um, I think maybe their Vortex you can actually cook or something. I don't know. Someone was making reference of that today uh, when I was listening to someone talk about it. So I have to play with it more. I can't confirm it. I haven't seen an actual YouTube video on it, so it's probably not real, um, you know, because YouTube never lies. If it's real, it'll pop out shortly come September. Right, yeah. You'll see one or two or 20 videos within a day or two. <laughs> Is Voidwalker Nade awesome and cookable? All the D2 secrets and more. Click here. So, yeah. So, um, I'm going to run Voidwalker, though, I think. I wasn't that way previously when we had a had another podcast that we had that one time last week. Um, blink shotgunning is the best thing in the world. It is, but it is super fast. Like it's it's 
I, I see it being problematic, like Titan skating is problematic for me in D1 because I can get places really, really fast before I realize that I shouldn't have gone as far as I did. Um, but it's so fast. You were a year two Destiny 1 kid, right? You didn't, uh, you didn't play that first year? No, no. I got, uh, I was November Taken King. Okay, so you missed out on the glory days of Blink Shotgunning. Right. Uh, which were like the blink in D one now compared to what it used to be is a kind of a cruel joke. Uh so I felt like the D two blink was a lot more like that D one blink. Uh the early days of D one blink in terms of movability and that kind of stuff. I also had a lot of fun with uh Blink. I felt like I was getting to spots a lot quicker, which was kind of kind of ridiculous. I was like this is as close to a uh, Titan skating as I can get because I feel like I'm going faster than everyone else. Yeah, no, I I honestly think that it is like way faster to move around a map with Blink than it is any other um, jump or class, like crazy fast. Right. I mean, again, somebody will probably find numbers and tell me I'm crazy about it, but for my for my own personal feeling, I was always when I was running blink, I was to the lane first and aiming down sight where the person's coming versus getting there at the same time and having to actually have a fair fight. Not really my favorite thing to do. I have to say that blink in D two is totally better than blink in D one as well because I've always sucked at blink and I went back to D one after the beta closed and I was like, well, fuck it, I'm just gonna use blink and void walker now because that's what I'm gonna go into D two with. And that lasted, like, a couple games, and I'm like, okay, this is not the same. It, it no, sucks. I mean... <laughs> Take it away. I mean, they're different games. D1 Blink has been gutted so many times that it just doesn't even feel like the same thing. And I think part of it, too, is d one still a much faster game with much, uh, much quicker recharge rates and stuff like that. So the inability to have your recovery kick in that D1 Blink has and the loss of the radar is a lot more punishing in D1 than it felt like in D2 because, you know, if you get hit, you can run around a corner and your recovery time is so slow in D2 to begin with. It's not like a noticeable thing that you're not getting your shields back, whereas in D1, especially on a Void Walker, you should be getting your shields back in a heartbeat and being weak like that meant you were going to die real quick. Oh, for sure, dude, for sure. I totally agree. So are you going to are you gonna be a blink shotgunning maniac with me? I'll probably start on, I guess it, it's sort of interesting because I, my brother and another buddy I've been playing video games with for, I don't know, seven, eight years now. And we would play like every Tuesday night is our sort of our, the three of us get together and play. So that first Tuesday night when the D2 comes out, I'm going to have to pick something. And my brother runs a hunter, my buddy runs a Titan. So it's like, okay, well, I guess on day one, I'm going to be a warlock. But I have no real huge urge to play Warlock as like the main out the out the gate. So I'll, I'll probably also, you know, in parallel level up Titan and Hunter so that I have all three of them going up. And I suspect Titan will be my main PvP class at least at the start. Why don't why why do you feel that you have to run a um, a Warlock instead of just running what you want? I don't know. For synergy's sake, to uh, <laughs> have one of each class seems like the way to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no actual logical reason behind it. It's just sort of, 
I don't know, my broken brain doing broken brain things. No, that's that's actually a pretty logical reason. That that's how most of them, I get through most of my day. Yeah, I mean realistically, I'm gonna have all three classes, and I'm by now PC too, so I'm gonna have probably three classes on that too. We'll see what happens after a month. Even if I only create one on PC eventually I will have all three because they're going to change things and tweak it. And then one class will outshine another class. And then, you know, for PVP reasons, you'll want to swap. So, so then I guess the question on that is, cause I'm not getting it on PC and I have a PS4, but we talked about that last week, how I haven't actually fired it up since April or so. So I'm probably not buying it there either. Are you like concerned at all about splitting who you play with in terms of uh play time are you worried that you know you're not going to get good at either one because you're splitting your time between the two and it's going to be vastly different skill sets between the two games no because the two I, consoles <clears throat> um pc i can't i don't think i'm going to be able to stream it i might i mean the specs were so damn low that came out this week that there is a possibility that i could stream it too um I think PC is going to be just a fun a fun thing. I mean, I'm going to main Xbox, which means that if I can play four nights out of the week, three of them are probably going to be on Xbox and one's going to be on PC. Or, you know, two are going to be D1 or D2 on uh, Xbox, one on PC, and one a different game because I have been playing some other games too. So we'll see. But, I mean, Xbox is definitely going to be my home. Like, I have my friends listed on Xbox is way too big to not focus on that and i like streaming i like hanging out with people on stream so mm. i think that's going to drive me more than anything pc will be my like i can drink a ton of beer and uh play horribly and then blame it on the beer and not my actual lack of skill sound fair i think that sounds fair so i am uh talking to myself now and i will probably edit this out but let's talk about Oh, no, I'm here. Uh, my sister's cat knocked my laptop off of the table while I was sitting here trying to talk to you. So uh, I'm here. I didn't leave you high and dry midway through episode two. I decided your uh, <laughs> PC master race was uh, too offensive, and I just walked <laughs> off the show midway through. Dude, uh, your, your, your cat thought that. Your cat was like, this dude's talking about PC. Like, fuck him. This Buy laptop. You're gone. Uh, not an uh, inaccurate statement. Maybe you should so, pay more attention to the cat when the cat's in the room. Like, we can just pause the podcast. You can, you can like, give it some belly rubs, call me, like, a half hour later, be like, I was petting it on its stomach, and then it bit me and walked away, so I think we're okay now. Yeah, well, we're still new to this, so I, I'll get that uh, procedure down for future episodes. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm saying it's okay because I think your cat's going to come and shank me, but really it's okay. It's not okay. It's uh, not my cat either. Oh, so. okay. So it's going to shank you too. So we're both marked Almost now. Almost certainly. Awesome. Well, it so, was fun. I mean, we got two episodes in before the cat got us. So we're, yeah, we're good. Good run. The beta closed on Tuesday night. And then Wednesday, uh, IGN released a video of the other competitive game mode, which they were calling Survival. Yes. Did you get a chance to see any of that uh, gameplay? I did. I did. Um, I really, really like the map. Like, it's funny, too, because everyone's like, oh, oh, the map is the lighthouse. The first thing that I thought when I saw him start to walk was, this map is Burning Shrine. So it's like a weird, like, a weird child of Burning Shrine and, like, the lighthouse mixed together almost. I like it. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean... 
very clearly on Mercury and not Vertigo, so that's a plus. Yes, yes, definitely. But uh, I really liked the game mode. It remi- it's basically the same thing as Gears of War Team Deathmatch, except with fewer revives, so I won't be able to feed nearly as much as I used to. Um, but it looks like it's going to be kind of fun. Managing your deaths, when to push, when to, to run away, seems like it'll be fun. And I think that, you know... I personally, I think it's going to be the most fun mode to watch with the really good players. Like, I think Countdown is not going to be maybe as good a watch, whereas this is going to be a bit more high-paced because they can make adjustments mid-round while it's going on. You know, hey, this team did this, we need to do this while it's actually playing. And then there's actually, it's best first to three points, so best out of five. Is that how I think it looked like? At yep. least? So yep. not only in-game while you're trying to wait on your respawn, but between the rounds. And I think that that's going to be kind of fun to watch really good players play. Yeah, Uh, I agree. I won't be in that group, but (laughs) I'll be watching it. (laughs) I really, I I like what you were saying, too, about being able to make adjustments mid-round. Like, the cool thing that pops into my head when I think about this is it doesn't matter if if they get, like, two or three people down like it would in countdown because you could literally come back and turn the turn the tides like at any point in the game like it it, lives matter but at the same time like if you get some momentum going you might be able to uh, um make like a huge difference in what's going on yeah yeah it definitely seems like there's that wiggle room too between being able to make a big play and still in the end lose your fight like in countdown it's uh you know 1v3 you might be able to beat two and then that third person gets you and that's a negative because you lose the round but in this if it's 1v3 in an engagement and you get two and then die well that's a plus for your team you're helping your team out in that situation as opposed to well still trying to help it out in countdown but eventually you know losing because it's you know a no respawn type yeah yeah it was funny um i was listening to the pd podcast or uh the dcp podcast uh with true vanguard this week and they were talking about how what's gonna stop someone like from trolling the team and just jumping off the map like nine times (laughs) so uh i don't think there is anything that's gonna stop them from that uh which you know is sort of the worry in this type of game mode is you can have the people who troll. You can also have the toxic teammates that are, you know, somebody's dying too much and burning through those revives. They're going to, you know, everyone else on the team is going to send them hate mail, which seems pretty bad. Yeah, I, you know, I guess as I say that, that might be more of a possibility in competitive play. But if they have it actually like a trials mode too, you might have to go in with a team of four. Like, it might be like Trials is today where you can't queue until you have a full team, which would be nice because that would maybe stop that trolling from happening when when it actually matters, when people are worried about whatever the equivalent to going flawless is in D2. Yeah, I mean, although it looked like from the early reveal stuff that they're doing everything they can in their power to uh, prevent you from having to have your own made team with all the... You know, looking for group and what other 
was a guided play is that what they called it yeah but uh, that would all be before you can lo- load in so they might still require you to have a full team but maybe they're giving you the tools to get that team a little bit easier now instead of going out to lfg or whatever okay that makes more sense yeah that would be nice uh but then again <laughs> we've all seen the lfg posts out there so yeah. who knows what it'll turn on to <laughs> yes in- Yes, if I ever get good and people actually want to play with me, I I could have some fun in LFG. I definitely could have some fun and just put ridiculous stuff out there. I guess I have. What am I talking about? For raids, I would do that all the time. I just put stupid requirements out there for people cuz I'd also know that like if you just put really really stupid funny things out there, you're going to get the type of person that you actually want to raid with versus someone else. Yeah, those uh the people who actually respond to those absurd LFG posts are usually reasonably confident in their abilities and uh, just looking to have fun. Yeah, and not not on the level of, like, must have completed it, like, eight times, but more on the level of must have baked cheese bread today, must not have pants on, must like my sister's new haircut, you know, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the type of people that, the people who respond to that are the type of people you want to play with anyways. Exactly. It's important to notice new haircuts of my sisters yeah so there's also uh power ammo only spawns once in the center of the map that's pretty cool i think it actually spawns multiple times throughout the round oh it only spawns in one place one place like okay when you watch uh when you watch that it, makes it sense. looks like it's uh it spawns about 30 seconds into the round and then there's like a two minute timer again and then it spawns like 10 to 15 seconds before it goes to cap point in those longer rounds yeah, I guess that makes more sense. I like that. Actually, I like. I wonder how long the rounds are going to be. Like, how many times do you think power ammo is actually going to be usable? Like, you think we're going to be able to use it two times or three times? Or do you think it's going to be, like, once, maybe twice at the most? Uh, the IGN videos look like they were going to cap point a lot. Um, I don't know who's playing those games, though. Like, are they really good players? Are they, you know, general pve players who are playing pvp for this video that they've got going but that did seem like some may call it super campy others might call it you know strategic it looked pretty campy more than strategic in the video i was watching but uh it definitely seemed like it was a very uh the the gameplay was really slow there weren't coordinated pushes to run people out of places and stuff like that which i think is sort of what you would look for for like first team to get that power ammo and then have somebody go on a streak to burn through all of those revives pretty quickly yeah you didn't didn't see a ton of that in that gameplay reveal but you certainly with the right people and the right teamwork could get to that world yeah i guess that makes sense i um you know the campy thing i'm not as concerned about because you get that in trials now right like you get people that will sit in camp and wait for you to peek a lane and not move but Usually the people that I know that are successful are are coordinating and pushing hard too. And I guess I guess it's it's with a grain of salt. It depends on the map. But I would think with fours, the teams that are gonna win are gonna usually are gonna be a little bit more aggressive because they can put the other people in a position where it's like they don't have time to make the right decision. So they're forcing mistakes because they're forcing pressure. So I would hope that that's how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, I'm hopeful as well. And obviously, 
making any broad scale judgments from a eight minute video on IGN is a little bit ridiculous uh, when the game is still, you know, six weeks away. So, yeah. Speaking of six weeks away, I did order it finally. I finally ordered Destiny Two. Oh, did you? Yep, digital, digital. So I don't have to deal with the disc anymore. I'm excited about that. And I think it was like a day or two after I ordered it that they brought out that video with that new uh, laser beam frozen gun greatness that they oh, showed. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Was there a ghost as well between? Oh yeah, yeah. The ghost is different. cool. All right. So what should we talk about first? The gun or the ghost, or should we just both talk about a subject at the same time, but different subjects and talk over each other? Well, since I don't think I got the digital deluxe order, why don't you tell me about those uh, rewards that you're going to be getting? And uh, I will listen intently, and because this is a podcast and no one can see me, I will let them know that I'm making a wanking motion with my hand instead of uh, actually showing it on the video. <laughs> there's a new gun and there's a new ghost. Was that was that what you oh, were looking for? Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so new gun. I mean, did you did you see the video for the new gun or like? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It looked a lot like you know a beam weapon. Yeah, I don't I don't foresee it being a contender for absolutely dominant in PvP. I see it as a fun thing to use in PVE. Is that kind of the impression that you got? Yeah, it did. Uh, and they may have even said in the it was you know put out massive DPS to a single target which yeah. definitely screams pve and not so much pvp yeah on the other hand i do enjoy in destiny one going in with my uh pve weapons and doing all kinds of dumb stuff with that like touch of malice and trials or something like that yeah dude touch and malice and in, in uh iron banner is maybe something that should happen in this iron banner like a team of six touches um we also have the ghost. And the ghost... Okay. So, I think the idea of the ghost is absolutely excellent. I think the ghost itself is kind of like, eh, because it shows your kills in PvP and your kills in PvE, right? Okay. I wanted to show my KD. Well, you don't have a KD. You only have an efficiency. I Well, they need to, they need to fix that. <laughs> and then I wanted to show my KD. Because... How many times are you really... Okay, after the first month, after you're like, ooh, shiny has worn off, how many times are you really going to be like, I need to see how many kills I have? You know? That's what the that's what the end screen is for. I don't right. need to know it while the game's going on. I And I don't even... like. I mean, it's it's cool to look at every once in a while, but I don't care about it. Like, I never think about it. Like, if, if I pull up Destiny Tracker and I see the number, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I move on. So I think what they're doing with the ghost is absolutely awesome. I think the actual like the the number that they're using, the value that they're that they're showing on screen isn't a value that's important to me that I would want to see on a ghost as I'm playing. Like give me give me stuff that pertains to me as a like my quality of a player, you know? I'm sure they could program the poop emoji onto your screen, but uh, I want to pull it up and see 0. 0.95 every single day, every single game, okay? Is that that much to ask? <laughs> Forever under 1.0. Um, 
Which leads us nicely into our little uh, ten gun challenge because oh I spent God. all that time last weekend working my way up to above 1.0, and then I had to use the stupid Angels Advocate for ten games. Dude, okay, so we're just we're going right into this ten gun game challenge because this is this is happening. That Angels Advocate, I had so much hope for. Like it rolled life support, perfect balance, and hidden hand. Okay. Yep, those were the those were definitely the perks I used as well. The the scopes I could not I couldn't live with the scopes. There was red dot ORA and reflex, which I don't think either of them are bad scopes number wise, but they're bad scopes in the sense of I can't see anything because the frame of the scope is blocking my entire screen. Like they they sucked, dude. The trick there was to just be hard scoping down a lane from far away. And then you didn't have to worry about seeing anything. You just pulled the trigger when they walked in front of you. I mean, but I'm not going to take a smart approach to this. I'm going to take the approach that I'm trying to play like I do with a hand cannon or like a pulse rifle. And uh, it was not the right thing to do. It was not the right thing to do at all. Well, I mean, also it took like eight bullets to kill people unless you hit all headshots. And even then, I am still think it's five headshots. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it was like later. I don't think it was till I got closer to games 10 I started doing well with it. Like I started backing up. Um, I started being a lot more passive with it and I did get better. Like I had positive games with it, but I had a shitload of negative games leading up to that. And I did. And I told you this like mid midway through my 10 gun challenge. Like I'm like, I'm going to switch to Mita after this and I'm going to see how, how Mita compares to this legendary Mita. Cause that's what they sold it as. And although it was better, I, I guess maybe I just suck with Mida too. Like maybe scouts just aren't my thing for PVP because it still wasn't like, I still didn't feel like I was just killing everyone with it. Like I can with a hand cannon or a, or a pulse. And I, I do love Mida, So it wasn't such a huge jolt for me. Yeah. I, uh, but I did play super passive to do well. And I mean, the numbers bared out. I played. I, I went back and checked the numbers after ten games. I was one hundred six and eighty six in those ten games, and then I was like, okay, well, it's D one, so I probably did a whole bunch of ability spamming. And I looked, and I had twenty five kills with the Angels Advocate in those ten games. So less than a quarter of my kills were with the gun we were supposed to. The rest were secondaries, heavy grenades, melees, supers. Yeah, and that that might be where where we differed a little bit. I did my best not to use a secondary and not to use too many abilities. I'm sure I used grenades, um, but I tried to focus on just using the scout unless someone was pushing me, and then I would swap to um, fusion or sidearm if I knew they were in a range where there was no way I was going to win. But I tried to do every engagement to the best of my ability with the Angel's Advocate. And and that maybe that that's part of my problem too, is maybe I just I was I was trying to force it into situations where I really shouldn't have, but I Yeah, I, I definitely I I went through and I think three of those games I had six or more kills with the, the primary. So okay. if you take if you take those eighteen kills out of those three games and the other seven games I had seven kills with the primary uh i definitely wasn't forcing anything because <laughs> i was trying very hard not to die yeah yeah i, I get it 
I, you know, it just, I wanted it to be good. I was so excited when I picked it up. I was like, I was like, life support is great. Like perfect balance is, is hit or miss, right? You know, it's not a bad perk to have on a scout, but a scout like this, I don't know that you necessarily need it either. I mean, I know it's fast firing, but it's also pretty manageable, like kick wise. Um, but hit right. in hand really had me excited because I was like, well, maybe this will boost the aim assist up to like Mita standards. So it is actually like a Mita. It didn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. I had a really good role from early on the Angels Advocate, too. So I sort of knew what I was getting into here and knew I wasn't going to like it. And I think the two things that like differentiate it from the Mita is the speed boost that you don't get on Angels Advocate that you do get on Mita, which is nice for getting in and out of fights. And then uh, the hair trigger that the Mita has, where you don't have to have a full pull for it to fire, means you can get those five shots you need to get downrange a lot quicker to actually get a kill versus this, which, you know, was like, come on, I want to shoot again. In the time it's taking to get the second shot off, I'm getting just destroyed by a hand cannon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I'm still, I think still, like, going forward, I'm still going to try and force whatever whatever gun it is that we've chosen as much as possible, just so I can give it a fair fair chance and die a lot. I mean, I know that... I know that I'll probably have to fly Val out to Minnesota to have him boost my KD back up to 1.0, but um, I mean, you know, I'm gonna start to saving now. <laughs> I mean, okay, I make jokes, but in all honesty, my Warlock is above. My other two are not. My Titan is. My Titan is what I played, what I started on, what I played on my TV. My Titan has like thousands of kills to get up to 1.0. My Hunter is is in the nine somewhere. I think, but my warlock, last I checked at least, was was above. I might I might have put him back down after <laughs> after this Angels Advocate. We'll see. <laughs> well, the good news is you can tank it next week with the uh, Dead Orbit Assault Rifle, the Extremophile 11. Don't know what the role is going to be yet. I actually don't even know if I'm aligned with Dead Orbit on any of my characters, so I'm going to have to switch up my faction. Oh, and then I found, as amusing as it was, I went to start this challenge last week, and I remembered uh, when I went to the vendor to buy it, I need to have 150 legendary marks. Yeah, yeah. So dude. I had to go run some story missions to be able to even get into this gun, so already it was starting in a bad place compared to where I wanted it to be. I deleted a bunch of uh, weapons and armor that I had in my vault. I was like, eh, I don't really need this shit. D2's coming. I, I just want to say... For all the viewers that are listening, all this, the viewers that are listening, all the viewers that are all the all the listeners that are watching us, this <laughs> uh, <laughs> this auto rifle is the reason that there was never an episode three, um, because auto I just I can rock a doctrine, I can't rock any other auto rifle. I I'm gonna die. It's gonna be horrible. We're gonna play on my Titan, so I don't care at all. I'm going to, I, you know what? That's going to be my strat. I'm going to fucking Titan skate into some people and just spray the shit out of them and skate away. And I'm going to say that and it's not going to happen, but I'm, that's my strategy. I'm doing it. I am unsure of the archetype of the extremophile, but I thought it was a little bit of the slower firing, higher damage. So you're, you're skating in and spraying them down might not work as well as you would hope, but I look forward to hearing about it next week. Or never talking to you again. <laughs> I get the angry message midway through the week saying, 
this whole endeavor is off? I don't think I have one. Otherwise, I would tell you, is it really a slow firing one? I thought it was like a 77 or something. Yeah, I totally don't have one. Otherwise, I would tell you what it is. Yeah. Well, it'll be a surprise for both of us tomorrow when uh, the roll comes out and we can figure out what exactly is happening. All right, all right. So, well, either way, I think I'm going to hit it. I think I'm going to hit it with my Titan. I mean, because the range on them is so short, right? So is yeah. it? it's probably going to be best to try and try and go at it with the Titan and just kind of go from there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, my, my gameplay at this point in time is pretty much uh, stick a lightning grenade to a wall, wait till it hits somebody, and then push them and try to finish them off. So that'll work fine with an auto rifle. Okay, too. it is an 88 rate of fire oh, so it is the faster firing yeah so it's not a hundred but it's it is faster um yeah, it's okay. too bad that we aren't using this week's because this week is uh high caliber round perfect balance and glass half full uh also spray and play or hip fire dude hip fire or high caliber round. wow that would not have been a bad roll but we can't use it because we need to use whatever happens tomorrow it's gonna yep. be fun okay I'm looking forward to it well, do anything else uh, amusing this week in Destiny One? Yeah, I probably did. Um, I actually, I did. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I played with uh, Statching Panda, who has not had internet uh, for 221 days and seven hours. Uh, so I would like to say welcome back. And I played with Chuck, like pizza. And how was Antarctica? Yeah, this yeah. He was. Question. It was. It was just a whole thing with. Uh, house and moving that he had and yeah it was a bad situation we feel for him but um the um yeah so i played with him and chuck and we just ran a bunch of uh skirmish and we just ran pubs so he could get some loot you know so something could drop and i don't think he had anything dropped the entire night that we played uh i don't i don't remember an eye he might have gotten a matador 64 but chuck had a switch to the last word and the winged word partway through the night. And I have to say after, after I went full potato, I really started having a lot of fun with the last word. And I was landing my snipes with the winged word. Like I did, I did switch to, I have a, I have a pretty close to God roll longbow and I switched to that a game and I went right back to the winged word. It was just, I was feeling it that night. Um, but the last word, man, like I, I took out a couple like one uh, v two situations and got out of a couple really sticky spots with that gun, so it was fun. That's interesting. Yeah, I know the I have not used the last word in a reasonably long period of time, just because it no longer feels like the gun it used to be. In that very first trials meta when it was Thorn versus Last Word, I was a Last Word guy. As you know. The gun that could counter Thorn couldn't actually beat anything else, but it was still pretty amazing back then. And now it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, definitely. And so I just have not used it, but I can imagine it's still fun when you get on a roll with it. It was. And I mean, at the same time, we were doing really well all night. So it's possible that we were in a lower like bracket because Panda hasn't played in so long. Like, I don't know how that, that would affect anything, but I was, I was staying positive pretty much every game. And Chuck was, dude, Chuck was getting like 4.0s. He was like 3.0, 4.0, like every game. It was totally ridiculous. So anyways, I, I don't know. I, I think that the last word really surprised me in, in how it played. And I think it forces 
you to take those shots with a sniper rifle that you wouldn't normally take because you know that you don't have the range on the hand cannon, but you have to go for it, right? So even if you get a body, you can clean them up quickly. Yeah, especially with the last word with its fire rate. Uh, you're, you don't have to be perfect on your blinting. You can hit them with the body shot and get a couple of shots off before they uh, get away slash gun you down because of the, the fire rate. Yeah, and I had the Ophidians on because I was running my Warlock, so that helped a lot too. Oh yeah, that definitely is a, a nice feeling to be able to switch that quickly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of switching quickly, how quickly did you turn off Trials this weekend? Oh my god, we ran two cards. I had to be have my arm twisted to run the second one after the first one was such a uh, complete shit show. But Drifter is my least favorite map. We were talking about this maybe ever in any video game where there's a multiplayer. Yeah. Like I th- I could think of a couple of uh COD maps that I put on the same level of Drifter, but for some reason I'm just awful on Drifter and I don't know if you know if it's a a negative <laughs> connotation in my mind now. I just see it and it's like, well, here goes a bad game and uh so yeah, there were some there's some pretty bad ones. Uh I did have an enjoyable Death from Above smash down towards the low heavy where I went right over the OSHA-approved guardrail and off the edge of the map after I told everybody that, oh, don't worry about that bubble. I got it, guys. And then next thing I know, I was an orb back in the oh. middle of the map. And the other guys are like, uh, this round's over. Good work there. Um, so that was great. Uh, but no, Trials was not a lot of fun this weekend for me. But yeah, I didn't. Such is life. I didn't play. I I just didn't have time. I think uh, Friday night, I hung out with the wife because I knew we were leaving for the weekend. Is that what I did? I don't remember what I did now Friday night. I could totally be lying. We'll just pretend that that I'm not lying for the uh, for the viewers that are listening to us and the listeners that are watching us. Right. Um, and always the meal. Always a good thing to pretend like you're spending time with the wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I didn't do that, I did something else. So we'll, something happened on Friday night, and I don't remember what it was. But earlier in the week, when I wasn't playing PvP, I got a little bit of PvE in, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, with some of the uh, the Dead Tail guys, I, I jumped in, ran a Flawless Radar run uh, on the level 30 Crota, which was super fun. And then the very next night, or maybe it was two nights later, I'm not really sure which, there were a couple of people who had never beaten the 390 raid, so there of uh, Vault of Glass, so had never done the challenges, had never finished that, and we jumped in there and ran through it. And one person had never even run Vault of Glass, so the fact that we got done in like an hour and a half with the challenges with somebody who had never done the raid was was pretty fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit because. Uh, that raid can be a little rough trying to get people to coordinate when they don't actually know what's going on and they haven't done it enough <laughs> so that it's uh, <laughs> rote memorization and trying to explain like the order of oracles and get in, go in through the portal and shoot oracle number four. The number of times we had people say, uh, which oracle is number four? Go to orbit because we don't want a death cycle while we explain to these people what what we're doing. Made for a pretty enjoyable evening. It didn't nice. get nearly as frustrated as I thought I was going to get, but... 
Yeah, I so saw I saw I saw the post in Discord the next morning, something along the lines of we did it, yay us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was fun. I don't know. I always enjoy running raids with people who have never done it before. I have spent more time in uh King's Fall than probably is even close to healthy uh because of oh, I've never beaten it before. Well, hell, that's never stopped me from trying probably should stop me from trying sometimes i have still never run the 390 king's fall and i have not run or beaten hard mode wrath and i don't know if i'm going to before d2 comes uh we might have to fix that one of these nights i could maybe do king's fall even though i've run it too many times i i guess wrath is wrath is fun too i just have such a bad taste from wrath because like the couple times that i did run hard mode with people some people got salty and you know you get that like experience of like i don't know i just associate it with people getting way too frustrated and then i'm like well this is this is why <laughs> this is why i stick to the crucible <laughs> yeah because there's no salt in the there crucible there is no ever. salt in the crucible ever no i'm like someone a wise man once said fluffy is like a special flower and you need to be careful what you say to him <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, well, we'll see if we can't get you through one of these weeks. Uh, speaking of getting it through, how about getting those league games in? Oh man, I think we kind of knew that when expanding from three people to four people would be tricky because it was hard enough when it was teams of three to get all the games scheduled, and now you know, there's two more people who need to fit it into their schedule, and the group of people we have in this league varies. In terms of location, in terms of age, in terms of family situation. So there have been, it's been tricky to get games scheduled. <laughs> we got a double header tomorrow night, so that'll be fun. The people we're playing probably aren't super thrilled about starting at 1130 Eastern time, but uh, that's what they get for living on the East Coast. Yeah, uh, fuck the- all you East Coast people. <laughs> I mean, I don't have that level of animosity towards them, but I'm glad that you can keep up that level of rage. And uh, so it should be fun, at least. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm really impressed by the the sacrifices people are making to like, all right, I'll stay up late this one night of the week to play this game because otherwise we'd get no games in and we would never finish the season. Yeah, and I'm trying very hard not to have the the last Destiny 1 season and in abject failure. So I do appreciate everyone working their butts off to get the game scheduled. Yeah, to be honest, it's it's pretty cool of them. I know a couple people have to get up really early in the morning, so it is, it is pretty awesome. I guess I'll change, my, uh, I'll change my stance. I love all of you East Coast people. Now you West Coast people, it's a different story. <laughs> Just kidding, That's... take me. I want to move there. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, really, if if you're talking about cool places to live, like you could go Pacific Northwest. If you're okay with people, you could go to like San Diego where every day is a perfect day. You could go, I don't know, all the places because they're great. Well, way to make stand there about what you like and don't like. I like things. I like I like things that are fun and nice. I'm pretty picky. <laughs> oh, I actually 
just talking about uh, the scheduling of the league games too. Lotus five seven seven, who is uh, one of the mods of the Death RX Discord, actually put a link to this very podcast onto the Death RX website, which uh, is deathrx.com, and you can go there, see the matchups for our uh, our tournament league games, see who's won, see who's lost. Spoiler alert, Fluffy and I have lost a lot already <laughs> this year. <laughs> we and, won participation every single game. I mean, the two games we've played, we did show up for both of them. See? So. See? Like, there th- <laughs> things are looking up, man. Things are looking up. But also, there's a link to this podcast and uh, a bunch of other kind of neat things. I would say if you have some time and want to go putz around, take a look at the uh, DeathRx website. Send uh, Lotus five seven seven some kudos, or you know, if you're really feeling up to it, suggestions for improving the site. I'm sure he would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yes. Please send <laughs> negative comments to Lotus about all of his hard work. I would do it on Xbox. Maybe join the Discord just to send it to him yeah, as well. Yeah, I, you might be able to find him on Twitter too. Like, if you really have something hateful to say about the website. Dude has dude has really worked really hard on the website though. Like he has been he is, it, it was his idea to put it up. We we started it back in hell. I think it was 2016. He started it up uh, because we were running like just like fun tournaments back then before we even joined the PvP league. And he's really done a lot of work and just adapting it, making it look cool, like photos and animations, and just dude is. Never asks for anything. He just just does it because he's like, oh, I could. It's a cool thing that I can help people out with and do. So, honestly, shout out to him um, before you send all the hateful messages. But but seriously, don't hold back on the hateful messages. <laughs> we just we just really want everyone to know that it's very important that you tell him how bad the website is. Uh, and then add him as a friend, and then teabag him, and then say, "Gg." Love the show. Um, his show. He doesn't have a show, but he will have a show. And when he has a show, you're just letting him know that you love that show in the future. Um, so, anything else about League Games or sending Lotus hate mail? We didn't get one in last week, so I'm sure next week when we have uh, two games to talk about, we'll be, and that'll be leading into the final week before the playoffs, we'll probably have a bit more to talk about that way. But, uh, yeah, uh, just a reminder, you know, oh, there's only two more weeks of the regular season left and then we're in the playoffs. That means D2 is coming out real quick because the championship game for this is going to end Sunday before D2 comes out. So we're getting towards the end of the D1 life cycle. And the PC beta is actually less than a month away, so I am excited about that. But speaking of things that are not a month away, right now... You can go and download the episode of the RNG cast that I was on this weekend. RNG cast does a podcast about destiny. Uh, it's actually quite funny. They are, they're well established. They're well over a year into it. So it wasn't the full crew. It was, uh, uh, Des and Buster were on with me. Um, the businessman had some personal plans that he had planned way out so they asked me to come and join and then uh kick kutcha from massive breakdowns and uh massive breakdowns is awesome like i i go on reddit all the time so i love like the the spreadsheets and the data that both him and mercules are always throwing out there 
and Kit and I were actually talking, and he was going to come hang out with us at the house at Guardian Con, um, but then he, you know, he got sidetracked with, um, he's he was actually like text, texting me that night. He's like, "Hey man, we're going to come by the house." I'm like, "Cool, here's the address." And he's and then it like I think he hit me up again. He's like, "All right, we're just stopping by one place and then we're coming over." I'm like, "All right, sounds good." And then we all got wasted, right? So like my phone ended up. in in the room like on the charger or something we were out in the pool and at like one or two in the morning I come back and change out of my suit and he he's like hey are you still there so I'm like texting him back at like two in the morning like yeah come on over as if someone's really looking to go out at two in the morning um to a house that god knows how far away uh so long story short we didn't get to hang out so it was really cool that we got to do the podcast together and I don't know I had a good time doing it um, so yeah, if you, if you like podcasts and you need some to listen to, and for some reason you haven't heard of the RNG cast before or massive breakdowns, um, RNG cast is very entertaining. Massive breakdowns is definitely very like techie. Have you, have you listened to massive breakdown before? I have. And, uh, it, uh, is really enjoyable to listen to for a little while. Uh, the numbers and everything else sort of run together in my mind. And it's like, Oh, this is probably more than I need, but it's, uh, I definitely pick up one or two things every time I end up listening to it. Yeah. And I'm like, now I'm going to try this the next time I go out there and play, uh, which is helpful because I need every edge I can get. They had a fusion rifle, um, episode that I really enjoyed. That, that was pretty cool, especially because, you know, I'm kind of a, a voop nation whore. They actually did. They actually did an uh, IRL episode too, or they called it an IRL episode. But basically, they did what you and I do, which is just get on and talk about things. Uh, and and I guess they kind of stayed away from talking about Destiny stuff too much. You know, they tried to talk about like all sorts of other things. But that was pretty entertaining. But one thing that did come out of the podcast this weekend was Buster. Uh, he's like, you know what, do you, do you have a slogan yet? And I go, no. He goes, okay, I got, I got one for you for the time being. Something to try out. I'm like, okay. He goes, PVP with PTP. I like it. (laughs) Uh, I I thought it was pretty awesome of him. Like just on the spot, he's like, yeah, here you go. You can, you can have this. This is my, this is my little gift to you. So. Maybe we'll, we'll need ma- to think of a bunch of uh, subtitles underneath that, like PvP with T- PTP, the bar can't get any lower, or... Ooh, I like that. You know, any number of things, but I think that's a great first part of the line, and then we can just rotate through insults at our skills week after week. Yeah, like PvP with PTP, yeah, you know me. <laughs> you down with PvP, yeah, you know me. Okay, sorry. That's but enough. I'm not, not down with PvP. Remember, we've discussed. I'm terrible. Okay. Are you down with PTP though? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. Okay. They're they're all right. I mean, they they go for the full potato, and you should never go the full potato. But sometimes you just have to go the full potato. I don't think I actually have a choice in the matter. Did you go the <laughs> the full potato on Diablo three this weekend? Oh my god! Did I play so much of that game? It was absurd. Uh so it was one of the it was a free play weekend and I was like, Alright, well I'll give it a shot, try it out and I was a little worried about it because I spent the better part of an entire weekend at the loot cave in Destiny that first couple of weekends after the game came out. 
So I know I'm a sucker for seeing loot drop and picking it up and going through it. And Diablo definitely scratched that itch. I played a bunch. I'm just playing through solo by myself through the campaign right now. Uh, I played maybe two hours, and then I'm like, all right, one, I'm going to buy the full version of this because one weekend isn't going to be enough. (laughs) And two, I'm going to go upstairs, grab a book, and sit out on the back porch because if I don't, I'm not going to leave my basement today, and I don't want to be that guy on a weekend. So I got I got some reading in out on the back porch, and then came back and played Diablo three for the rest of the weekend. That's awesome, man! I've never played any of the Diablo games. I would probably enjoy them because I like those kind of games, and everyone seems to love it. Um, my my brother in law is really into Diablo. He plays he plays it a lot on PC. Yeah, well, you got your PC up and running. I've seen you've been talking about a whole bunch of games you've been buying lately. Yeah, uh, Doom. So I bought Doom. But Doom had a free weekend thing, too. And I heard that it's still ongoing, as in it wasn't just a weekend thing, but maybe there's still, like, a free-to-play going on out there. I I didn't look into it, so I can't 100% confirm. I know that it was free this weekend. So it's possible that you might be able to still go get Doom. And if you can, download it and play it. Like, and, And if you have headphones... Like, if you can afford headphones, unlike JC Jesse, get those headphones and put them on and play Doom and listen to it because it is such a good, like, the soundtrack and the audio and, like, the bass and everything is just mixed so well. And apparently, uh, Maddie was telling me that they won a bunch of awards for their soundtrack, too, which is pretty cool. But, like, I'm he works for, um, he works for the developer, so I was messaging him. I was like, hey, Matt, I'm glad that you told me to pick up this game. Like, it's really good. And he's like, yeah, we, we actually won a lot of awards for the soundtrack because I was, I was complimenting the soundtrack. Uh, so that was pretty cool, man. Like, it was it was a fun game. And if, you know, even if you don't have the ability, I think you can do the demo or the, the beta, not beta, the demo still or the free-to-play or whatever it is. But even if you can't, dude, it's still only 15 bucks. So you can get the entire game still for $15, all the DLCs and everything. So, um, I don't know. Do you like Doom? Do you like, do you like those type of, of games, like the zombie kill them all monster type games? You know, comes and goes. I had a friend just this week suggest Seven Days to Die for me, which he described as Minecraft meets uh, The Walking Dead. And so I gave that a shot and was, uh, uh, I don't know. Let's say not super impressed with it, but I've only played a little bit. But Doom, on the other hand, I played a lot of Doom as a kid, so I assume I would love the new one as well. Cool. Yeah, I played a lot of Doom as a kid, too. So I heard that you played another game um, that I've never heard of before. So can you tell me a little bit about this uh, this Seven Days? It was... uh, I mean, it is basically Minecraft meets The Walking Dead. They drop you in, you have nothing, you have to crash craft stuff and avoid zombies basically i got it on a recommendation from a friend i think it's still in its alpha maybe it's in the it's an open alpha or an open beta it's not the finished version he loved it i'm not quite there yet i was you know it's like okay i played for like half an hour and i'm like i'm gonna need somebody to like walk me through it and actually make me care about it because i'm not there yet so sure also then like 
half a day later, I had downloaded Diablo 3 and started playing that. And I've already, <laughs> and so, I've already so told you, you about the other one. Suck, yeah. suck the air out of the room for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I played, dude, I played, I've been playing a lot of PC. Like, my Xbox has been being neglected just because, like, the new the new games and everything. Um, I picked up a Logitech uh, G502 mouse this week, too. I wasn't planning on buying a mouse. I was planning on using my uh, free wireless one that I had until Destiny came out, and then I was going to invest in a nice one, but it was like $25 off or something like that. It was a crazy deal on Amazon, so I had to, I had to jump on it. Like, it was on sale. It was like a third off. Might as well, right? Does it help you get your tiny horse back to the battlefield faster when you play Paladins? <laughs> so, okay. So, yes, I could not believe the difference that it made. And it took a couple days of, of research and messing around with settings and setting up profiles on the mouse to really get it down. I noticed right away how great it was. It's way more comfortable in my hand. Like, the buttons are great. Like, it's it's really reactive but it has like profiles so you can set up different settings for how sensitive it is and change them on the fly and change the the profile that you're on on the fly so you can switch between like like for instance one of my buddies plays a lot of PUBG and he has it set on one and then if he picks up a sniper he can quickly like down the sensitivity so it's easy to snipe and then if he switches to another gun you know he can switch real quick to have like the faster aim again so I thought that was really cool. It took some getting used to like changing the settings in the game itself and the mouse sensitivity to where I was playing like accurately. But I have to say uh, it was today actually that I started to understand Paladins or maybe it was yesterday. It might have been yesterday. I might be lying. Maybe it was yesterday. One of these two days. No, it wasn't because I was traveling yesterday. So today... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I understand. So I got there. Yeah, yep. I, eventually, we will all get there. I understand Paladins now, man. I understand it to a level where I think I can enjoy it more. And I care less about how stupid the stupid horses are. They're still really stupid. Um, uh, I was I was hoping the big epiphany was that the horses were actually imperative to the gameplay. No, I mean... <laughs> that you had been totally wrong about them. No, the function... I, I admitted on episode one, the functionality of the horses is good. Like, it gets you back to the battle quickly. The horses themselves still look dumb, and I hate them for looking dumb. With that being said, I really enjoyed the game today. I I, I was able to find a character that I liked who is kind of like a faster flank type character. I, I apparently had the auto-buying cards thing turned on. It was turned on by default. And so this whole time it's been buying cards for me in the game. Um, so like I wasn't picking my strengths and weaknesses that you can apply and upgrade as the game is going on. And I was able to to mess with the loadout and buy some stuff there. So I like that aspect of it because it takes like Overwatch, like where all the characters are balanced, but then it adds in a little bit of... Um, like like almost a perk set, right? Like you can, you have things that you can apply to make yourself slightly faster, to make a cooldown slightly better, to make someone take more damage, to make yourself take less damage, uh, to make yourself heal faster. You know, things like that, that 
maybe doesn't make it a competitive shooter anymore in the sense of like a balanced game like Overwatch where it's very competitive because it is so balanced, but it does add a fun element and it's okay to have a fun element. You know, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be on that level of balance all the time. It's okay to play a game that's just fun to play. So I I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm turning around. I'm enjoying Paladins. Like I was set on buying Overwatch earlier last week because I couldn't stand Paladins, but now that I think I found a character that I like, I'm gonna play the free game for a while longer before I make any dumb purchases. Does seem like a solid move, especially, you know. You're only trying to buy X amount of time before Destiny 2 comes out. I just, you know, dropped $60 between two games last week. I'm probably going to burn out on Diablo 3 and maybe never play Seven Days to Die again. So we'll call that, put those both in the uh, PlayStation 4 money well spent category. Yeah. The, the, the PlayStation 4 that's collecting dust. Well, and that's the thing, man. It's like I load up Steam and I have I have Warframe, I have Doom, and I have Paladins. So I have three different games that I can play, and it doesn't cost me any more to play them. So why buy Overwatch when I have these other games to play? And I have Overwatch on Xbox, so I can just play with my friends on Xbox. Uh, Warframe is fun, man. I, I did enjoy that. I played that a little bit more after we talked. I've actually probably le- logged the most time this week, though, playing... Uh, League of Legends with um, Kazi and Mr. Mayhew, they they were really nice and they've they've just been leveling me up so I can play better versions of it because when you first start out you have to play like bots and stuff like that. And I get why people like League, man. I I understand League and I think it actually helped me understand Paladins a little bit more. Like it's a it's a fun game and it's if you have a bunch of people that you know that you're playing with, like it's I don't know. I'm enjoying it, so I've definitely logged a few hours playing League for sure. A few nights, I should say. Yeah, I have friends who swear by it, but I, I've i never played. I think I tried to watch on Twitch a couple of times, and not having played, I was lost immediately. And I'm like, I'm sure it's a fun game. Uh, I just need to you know, find some time to play it myself to actually get it, because clearly it's a huge game, but, I mean, you might as well be speaking a foreign language when I watch yeah, it's there's so much to it, man. It's so deep. I don't think it's going to be... It's never going to be my destiny, right? Like, I I downloaded the game and I started playing it because it gives me a way to play with with my cousin. And I, I enjoy playing, you know, with, you enjoy playing with people that you like, right? So it's it's a way that I... It's like more of a I'll social you know game for I me. I'll let you know when I find them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more of a social game for me than it is like a like a obsession like destiny or even like overwatch like i i totally love overwatch in the same way that i i love destiny so no not in the same way it's up there it's not it's not even close though really but yeah i don't know it's a fun game man i get why people like it i don't understand why people are so caught up in the saltiness of the community because you're not on comms with anyone so the worst thing that they can do is say something bad to you in chat and who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah, I. <laughs> it's real easy to just cover up that section of the screen and not have to worry about it at all. Right, like it just it just pops up for a second if someone types something, and <laughs> and I did try and play a game by myself without having a bunch of people on my team telling me what I'm doing wrong and why I'm stupid, and the people are like, "What are you doing?" 
don't don't do that like what what are you trying to accomplish like you know like things like that and i could see like they were being friendly friendly to me though they could tell i was a noob but it's so easy to ignore like why why would you let that shit bother you if someone's talking trash in a in a chat i'm pretty sure you can probably hide the chat too even if you wanted to but I like the idea of all these people trying to be nice to you as you're, like, running the wrong way. Dude, yeah, it was bad. It was so... Because, like, this whole time I've had, like, friends with me that have been, like, supporting me, you know, and telling me what to do and being like, okay, you should run away now. Or, hey, they're setting you up. Like, don't do that. You know, I, I've had that in my ear. So no one was online. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level my character up when they're not here. So then when we go to play, we can play regular PvP. And I played one game, and, like, they're like, hey, don't rush in so fast. Hey, <laughs> you know, like, chat's just randomly, like, popping up things, like, and I'm just dying left and right. And I'm like, okay, maybe maybe I bit off more than I could chew. Like, I don't, I don't understand this game enough to be trying to solo queue it and just messing with other people's, like, games. Both your team and the enemy team were sending bless your heart. <laughs> the enemy team's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think the enemy team can chat with you. I think it's just your team that can send you hate mail. Hey, you tried your best. Bless your heart. <laughs> oh, man. Anything else uh, you've been playing lately? Uh, I don't think so, man. I um, No, my, my, my issue, like when I solo queue now... On PC, it's just been like, what do I want to play? Doom or Warframe or Paladins? But I'm gonna have to, dude. I'm gonna have to log some time in uh in Destiny tomorrow because I don't think I have the legendary marks to buy your stupid auto rifle. So <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to be more aware of my time in Destiny one each week because I gotta, I have to be set up on Tuesday with the hundred plus legendary marks. So I'm either going to be set or we're going to be getting rid of a lot of armor and weapons. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion. You're going to be picking vendor roll guns for your week. So you don't have to worry about it. You yeah. just got to have the glimmer to buy the test weapon. Dude, buying the test weapon. That's such a great idea, uh, but man, I can't I like, I can't predict weapons. that though. Right? Like, how would we do that? Just say, oh, uh, slot Buy three. the second primer. So, yeah, yeah, slot three. That's the gun. No, but you can't take them into PvP, right? I don't want to do a PvE gun. It has to be a PvP no, you gun. Can, you can do PvP with them. I oh, mean, that's right. You just don't get the, the thing for it. Okay, yeah. Well, some of them right, have PvP right. challenges. Some of them don't. Yeah, uh, but even if they don't, it doesn't even matter. Even if they you don't, can we it. can struggle with you, them. You and your facts coming in yeah. coming to this podcast with your facts about being able to use guns whenever you want i tell you and i've only had a couple of beers tonight so i'm still pretty uh pretty on top of my game yeah i it's funny the viewer the viewers don't know this but the listeners do no they don't know either um i <laughs> we called for the skype call before we started recording I'm like, I got a Red Bull. I'm good. And then, like, right before we were about to hit the record button, I was like, and I'm going to go grab some beers real quick. I'll be right back before we actually start this. So I'm glad that I did. You taught me last week to come prepared. So I, I've been working, nursing these beers down here to get me through the show. But I didn't come down with only one this week because last week we realized that that wasn't going to do the trick. That's right. Got to have at least a few 
cold on ice. I, I got my I got my cooler pack right here. I got a couple ice packs in there, so it's nice and cold. I did forget a koozie though, so I'm having to drink it fast enough so that uh, that it doesn't get warm. Well, you know, it doesn't seem like it's a problem. So, speaking of problems, if I had a problem about what beer to pick out this week, what would you suggest? So, I am currently drinking Lakefront's uh, Belgium White, but earlier this week, I had their Dylan is the name of it. Lakefront is a brewery out of Milwaukee, and uh, they have this My Turn series, and what that is, when you become a full-time employee at Lakefront, they put your name on a list. And then four times a year, the top person on the list gets to pick a beer, work with a uh, work with the brewmaster to design their own beer. So then the series becomes that person's name, basically. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's one of the perks for working there. Uh, so this they just released uh, Dylan a couple of weeks ago. It's a it's a nice summer beer. It's it's pretty good. Uh, Lakefront does all kinds of really good stuff. But I, I just really like the idea of, you know, maybe they don't pay you more, but if you stick with the company long enough, you're going to have your own beer out there that people actually buy and that you get to make. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, I was pretty impressed with it. That's pretty awesome. Honestly, that is pretty awesome. Um, <clears throat> I like that. I, I like that idea. I like it when breweries do cool things like that. Like, and it seems like it seems like breweries are always the the companies that try and do cool things like that for their employees. Well, I think part of it too is you've got a pretty pretty saturated uh, microbrew environment these days. Yeah, I certainly here in Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure up in Minneapolis. I'm reasonably sure. Basically, anywhere you go, you're going to find you know. X number of micro brews in your your city that uh, are doing stuff. So you need to do something that differentiate differentiates you from your competition. And you know, I'm not really upset because the more fun beers I can get to try, the happier I'm going to be. So I also have a beer to recommend. Um, I was gonna do like a cool like. I fucked it up. I was going to do like a cool, like, I, I don't need like a, I don't need sound bites. I can just do that. There you um, go. But I messed, I messed, I was yeah. totally not ready. I messed up my timing. Um, but I do have a beer from the brewery I'm recommending, although it is not the beer that, or it's not the actual beer that I'm recommending. I'm going to suggest uh, the Mercenary Double IPA from Odell Brewing. Uh, this is the the mercenary it is a double ipa right it's so smooth like do not if you don't drink doubles don't let the word double ipa frighten you sometimes i think the doubles are so much better than the single ipas um interesting yeah odell's is from fort collins colorado their mercenary is hands down my favorite beer in the world I could drink Mercenary, like I do. I, I buy Mercenary all the time. The wife um, was not really a big IPA person and she kind of stayed away from Mercenary and then she started trying them every once in a while and I always had a couple in the fridge and now she loves it. Um, so we we uh, we are big fans in this household of the Mercenary 
and Odell, dude, I'm probably going to recommend a couple Odell beers over the weeks because their, their line is so good. Like they, they have so many good beers. Um, so, so yeah, a road trip out to Fort Collins anytime soon to go Dude, hit up the brewery. Yo, if we, yeah, we should road trip out to Fort Collins. Or is that what you're saying? You want to come road trip with me? We can, uh, we can take the Miata and be super uncomfortable the whole way there. I've made a horrible mistake. Okay. We'll take, we'll take, we'll take the kid hauler then. Um, <laughs> there's a chance though, that if we go out to Fort Collins, Colorado, um, that we can tour the brewery. Um, but we'll have to take some other tours too while we're there just saying fair enough um but yeah it's it's a good beer man uh it is it is 9.3 percent alcohol it might not taste like it uh but you get a couple beers into it and you will be feeling it or at least i will because i'm a cheap date and uh yeah Uh, 9.3 a couple of beers i don't think that's a cheap date anymore (laughs) if you can drink a couple of them and only just be feeling it uh you're probably doing okay oh that's a good sign that you can drink a couple of them at 9.3 and barely realize that it's happening. No, honestly though, like my, I used to work at a bar when I was in college and slightly after. So I've gone through my experience of like having a very good tolerance. Like I, I worked and sold alcohol for like seven years at a nightclub concert venue. We were basically in Minneapolis. We were one step below a stadium right? So if a band wasn't going to do a stadium concert, they were probably coming to our, our venue or they're going to first Avenue and we were slightly larger than first Avenue. So if they didn't have a a relationship with first Ave, because it's got like a history and stuff, they're probably coming to us. So I did a lot of drinking and partying while I was there. And I've only been to first Ave. It's fantastic. It it is. I love first Ave. Um, I don't know where you worked. The so qu- it was called. It, up, uh... it was ca- okay. So it, <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> it was called uh, the Quest Nightclub. Um, okay. It was actually yes, yes. It is gone. It was pretty big though. I think I think our capacity was like twenty one or twenty three hundred people. Size. Yeah. Two. It had two two um areas like a main event room and then an ascot room. And the ascot room was like a nine hundred to a thousand people room. But actually, the Ascot room was in it, the fountain and stuff was in Prince's videos, because Prince used to own the club. It used to be called Glam Slam. Uh, they had one in Minneapolis, one in New York, one in Tokyo, one in San Francisco, and one in Miami. The San Francisco one, I'm, I think it was San Fran. They had five of them. I think it was San Fran. It might have been Los Angeles. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Prince used to own it though. And he owned all the clubs, and then he decided that he didn't want to be in the club thing anymore. He just wanted to do his music. This is back in, like, the 90s and stuff when he was, like, you know, a billionaire or whatever. Um, He had a lot of money. So it's funny because the whole, like, venue and the people, like, my boss was his old, like, head of security. Our stage guy was, like, the stage guy for Prince back in the day. Our DJ on Hip Hop Nights was his DJ when he was doing his stuff in the 2000s. So, like, everyone had ties into Prince, and, like, they all had their stories and stuff about him, and it, it was a cool place to work. So, yeah, that, that was that was the place that I worked. It was probably the best job I've ever had in my life, besides talking to you on a podcast. But we don't get paid for this, so is it really right. a job? not really a job no uh you gotta get some monetary or at least uh you know 
extra perks out of it before it becomes a job. Yeah. Yep. I was <laughs> speaking of lightweight though. So the the thing that we the cabin that we went to this weekend, we didn't buy beer uh, or we didn't bring beer with us cuz we had to go to a family reunion and we had our kids and our dogs in the in the uh, SUV. And so putting luggage and dogs in the back means that we don't have room for a cooler. So I was like, well, whatever, we'll just buy beer somewhere near the cabin and bring it, you know, versus having a cooler with to keep it like cold. Because it was like, what, in the 80s or 90s this weekend? I suspect it wasn't difficult to find beer in Wisconsin. Yeah. So here's the thing. So I talked to my buddy and we're like a half hour out and I'm like, I think this is the last big town. Should I buy beer here? And he's like, well, you can. There's a liquor store by us, but they're slightly more expensive. And I was like, you know what, dude? I'd rather just have it cold so it's cold when we get there. I'll just pick it up at the place by you. So we, we stop at this, like, it's like a county mart, right? But it's like a, a small town, incorporated town type of county mart. You know, it, they have everything. Like, you want marshmallows, you want tampons, you want to rent a VHS. Like, it's in this mart. And it's a small building. Uh, so they have a cooler, and dude, they had the Surly Extra Pale Ale, the the beer that I recommended last week. They had it there. I'm like, no <laughs> way. And I'm like, you have like four import beers here. Everything else is like they had, dude. They had Milwaukee. They had the Beast. They had Milwaukee's Best, you know. And oh, yeah, I they had, had terrible evenings with the Beast. Yeah, and they had like Keystone, and they have all these really bad domestic beers. And then they have the Surly sitting there. You know, and I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be like 20 bucks, isn't it? So they were like the four packs, and the four packs are usually like anywhere from like 10 to like $15, depending on where you're buying it. If you can get it for 10 you're pretty lucky. You're usually more in like the $12 range. And I tilt the case to look at the price, and it says seven ninety nine, And I'm like, no way. I'm like, this, this is like four bucks cheaper than where I buy it from. So... <laughs> So yeah, we, people aren't people aren't paying more than eight dollars for their beer in in northern Wisconsin. Well, dude, but I mean, I don't know if they messed up on the pricing or what. But we just ended up buying like four cases of it because we were like, well, it's it's cheaper than it would be at home, so we'll just buy all of it that they have in the cooler because we'll probably you know drink it eventually. So that was it was pretty cool. Needless to say, it tasted really good. It was cold. I had a really good headache on Sunday morning. Uh, that's never fun. No, I, I went, it's funny. I went to bed early. Well, early. I went to bed at like one, I think. And the wife was out until like four and the kids woke up at seven. So I was like kind of handling the reins. I was like, man, had a good night. I'm proud of you. So that's my story. I got sidetracked there a little bit. Nah, that's all right. Quality up north drinking stories never, uh, never are upsetting. Well, you know, I like quality, and what I like most in quality is my Twitch streaming quality. When I say quality, but Southern quality, what comes to mind for you? Well, there's only one Southern gentleman that I uh, go to when watching Twitch. That is Westside 2.0. That is W-E-S-S-I-D-E 2-P-T-0. He is my 
southern go-to when I need to have some fun watching somebody run trials. Where, you know, what do we say? Five weeks away from uh, Destiny 2 coming out? Yep. And I still see him on the weekends grabbing people who have never been to the lighthouse and working his butt off trying to get him there. He's so invested. It's so great. And he's a, he's a genuinely nice guy and doesn't really like to swear so much. So you get that, that ever so fun southern gummits and stuff like that <laughs> when things go wrong. Yeah. It's so yeah. much fun to watch. And yep. he's, it is absolutely great. He definitely he definitely has that like uh especially on stream that southern politeness to him. Um I've actually met him in real life and it's not an act. He's uh he came down to Georgia when me and Valeru and Bushido Frost were down there. And same thing there, just a very nice guy. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I didn't mean it was like an act. I just he is just it's ever present like he's he's a genuine like good dude like he he is he legitimately will care about getting someone to the lighthouse that he's never met you know it's it's pretty cool his setup man his setup (laughs) i first met him when we started season three of the uh the pvp league when we merged the treads upon shards folks with the death rx folks we played west the very first game and he was running uh, striker with the Peregrine Greaves and just kneeing everybody. And I think he changed at least my playstyle on striker. And two other Treads Upon Shards people started running that same loadout. So now I see Peregrine Greaves so much more than I did because of watching Wes or getting kneed in the face by Wes more accurately while playing these league games. Yeah. Yeah, he it's funny. So he was playing um uh Chuck's team and uh on Chuck's team is Cyborg Sasquatch from uh Destiny Reset. And Cyborg was streaming that night and I was in I had the multi stream up, so I was in Wes's stream and I was in Cyborg's stream and Wes was getting ready to sign out. He was gonna go take a break before their league game went on. He's like, Who who should I host? Who should I host? And he and he um, took a suggestion from me and went and hosted Cyborg, and so he went over and they're talking and and Cyborg was doing his thing warming up and uh, I had to go and so <laughs> before I left I was like Cyborg I'm like watch out for those knees I'm like watch watch out for those shoulder charges Wes is gonna get you especially if you're in a super like he's gonna put you down and it was so funny because I, I'm typing this in chat right and. Cyborg reads the message. He doesn't respond, but he just kind of looks at like chat weirdly. Like I, I forgot what my exact wording was, but it was something like "watch it, watch out for those shoulder charges tonight." But I guarantee you that after that, after their round was done, after they played their games, he knew exactly what I was talking about. Because dude will just catch you off guard. Like you will pop a storm trance, and you will be shut down before you even realize that he's on the radar. And, uh, I mean, I've also seen him run other classes as well. He's a very good, very good PvP here. It's, and honestly, it's just a fun stream to be in. You know, he takes it seriously, but he's also very nice about it. And his interaction with chat is really good. So uh, if you're looking for somebody to watch on the weekend or need a, need a run or just a good laugh, it's also sort of adorable when his uh, his son comes running in to go to bed at night. I think I've seen that more than a few times. This kid gives 
no cares that dad's uh streaming online just comes <laughs> flying in on the green screen gives him a big hug and kiss good night it's pretty hilarious yeah, that's uh, awesome so. Check Wes out. He's a great guy. He um he actually helped one of my buddies this weekend too. Um, snatching panda that I was talking about earlier. Um, right, right. What's that? I said right. The the gentleman who spent the better part of two thirds of a year without internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hundred and twenty one days and seven hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I hit up I hit up Wes during the week, and I was just like, Hey man, do you do you mind helping out my buddy? Like I'm not going to be around to play. It's not like I could get him to lighthouse anyways. But he's never been, I know you like helping people who've never been to Lighthouse, like, do you think you could try and help him out? And of course, Wes being Wes, he's like, yeah, dude, like, we can totally try and help him. And they got together on Friday night, little did we know when we were talking that it was going to be Drifter, and everyone that we know that helps people to Lighthouse is having a hard time even running stacked, so it's like, uh... Yeah, it's not a not a super fun weekend. There are not many easy games left in the the trials world. No, no, I, and I mean, usually he's pretty successful. I, I know BMC was helping him, and someone else was helping him run with with uh, Panda. I watched them. Let's see, they ran a card, and then they didn't have time to reset because they had a league game coming up. Uh, I know that they're going to try again. I didn't. I don't know what actually happened, but knowing that it was Drifter, I don't have I don't have high hopes that. Uh, that they were successful unfortunately it's just it's not an easy map to to uh help someone get to the lighthouse on but either way i know he gave it and i know dude gives it his all man like he is such a good streamer to go and watch so i suggest that people go ahead and and follow him um and also i don't know if you know this but lotus is a mod in his chat so you can just go to Wes's stream and tell Lotus how bad the website is if you want to. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That absolutely. There you go. Now you don't even need to join the Discord. You can just go to Wes's stream and tell Lotus that the site has hideous UI elements. Yeah, just be like, hey, Lotus, you know, you took these pictures, and uh, I just I don't know how I feel about the Sancho's uh, a photo of their team, you know, and just, just let them know what's up. <laughs> Um, (laughs) we love you lotus but uh yeah so if you want to go check out west side it's again it's w-e-s-s-i-d-e-2-p-t-0 that's the number two p-t the number zero not spelt out because that would be way too long of a username right he's working on that branding which is a thing that i could use since uh you know, Admiral Nips here on the, the podcast, Admiral Nips on Twitter. Uh, but if you're looking for me on Xbox Live, you're not going to find me at Admiral Nips because apparently that was offensive to somebody and I got a free name change many a year ago. Maybe I should just start reporting your current name as offensive. You know, that's what that's what we really need to ask the viewing public to do. The listening viewers is to... <laughs> I'm just like forever going to mess that up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is <laughs> to just just report your name as offensive so that you get to change it again, and then you'll have like five different names. Yeah, I'm definitely not paying money, but if you guys can get Hambo 1982 <laughs> banned, I definitely would uh, change my gamer tag to something new and interesting. It's offensive to Hams, and it's offensive to Bo Jackson. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is offensive to Bo Jackson. You should really think about these things before creating names. 
There's a story behind that name, too. But I think we'll save that for another week when we come back for another Potato Cast Potato Thumbs podcast. <laughs> potato oh Cast. Potato Cast so Thumbs Cast. last week was a disaster on the intro. Let's see if we can get this week to be a disaster on the outro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God, thank you I'm all for first. listening to the Potato Cast Thumbs Cast. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, you kind of already said where people could find you. But, I mean, where is the best place for people to communicate with you or send you messages that you can relate to Lotus about his website? Uh, I'm probably going to be on Twitter most, and that's uh, Admiral Nips at Twitter if you need to get a hold of me. How about you, Fluffy? How are people getting a hold of you? Well, they can hit up uh, Potato Thumbs because we have a Potato Thumbs podcast Twitter. They can hit up Fluffy Fingers MD. I'm in places. You know what? I'm not going to tell you where those places are. You need to do some Googling, okay? This is not a free handout. It's like you need to do a little legwork yourself. So you want to find me, you need to do some searching. Also, if you have bad things to say to Lotus and you don't want to go to Wes's stream and you don't want to do any other work, I will accept DMs and I will pass them along to him. I may even put them in the announcements for the clan channel just so everyone can see how much you hate his website. We did. <laughs> oh, I love this podcast. Um, we <laughs> we did get uh, the podcast uploaded to iTunes this week, uh, Google Play, Podbeam. It's on those uh, three. I'm working on getting it on Stitcher because Buster Knuckles from RNG Cast told me that I need it on Stitcher. So I'm trying to do that. I totally messed up the username setup thing today when I went to do it. So pending my user errors, maybe episode two will make it on and then you'll be able to get our feeds there. But until then, use one of the other ones because it is there for sure. Which you probably already have since this is the end of the second episode, so you had to find it somewhere. (laughs) But also go to these places for future episodes. (laughs) <laughs> to make your life a little bit easier. Again, with the facts, like, I don't understand, like, you know, making sense, like, okay. All right, well, everyone, wish me luck. I have to use this this potato auto rifle and uh, try not to just die all over the place, but uh, it should be fun. It'll be a fun week. All right. And uh, I'm sure we'll have many a complaint next week at the same time. All right. Well, this is the Potato Cast Thumbcast Potatoes signing off. Have a great night.